Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open with, open with me to Psalm 65? We're going to be covering a lot of Scripture today, so if you've got your pen and paper, you can write these references down. I love that we do that in church, and we encourage people to do that in church because uh, we usually do cover a lot of Scripture in the messages. And um, if you write the Scripture references down, you can often come back to it during the week. You feel like God's saying something to you, Holy Spirit's leading you during the week. It's always a good thing to do, good practice to be in. Because God speaks through his word. Amen. Amen. Well, in Psalm 65 and verse 1, it says, this is a, David, a psalm of David. It's a Davidic psalm and it's really powerful. It says, Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear pray, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the Father's seas, the one who by his strength established the mountains being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples. So that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the, and the evening to shout for joy. Verse 9, you visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valley decks themselves with grains. They shout and sing together for joy. I love that psalm going into a brand new year. The message title today, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. The message title, the very last message of the year and of the decade that I preach. But the title is this, New Year, New You. <laughs> new Year, New You. Would you pray with me? Lord, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to come under your word. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be under its authority, Lord. We thank you that it speaks to us. It helps us. It shapes us. It molds us, Lord. We're grateful, Father, to gather together as your people today, the last Sunday of the year. Lord, thank you that next year is crowned with your abundance and your beauty, and your majesty, Lord. Father, we thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, we all said together, Amen. You crown the year with your bounty, and your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. Crowning the year, the use of the word crown right here in this psalm, it's like this circling. If you think about a crown, it goes all the way around a head. And the idea there, and what the psalmist David is saying, he's saying the goodness of God goes all the way around. And when it comes to your life, and I'm believing in 2020 that he's going to crown your year 
with his bounty. When it talks about your bounty, the bounty of God, you've got to think about it in the Old Testament context. It's talking about conquering a city in the name of the Lord, but then plundering the bounty of that city and that civilization. In other words, taking the very best. And that's what God wants to do with your life. He wants to crown your year with his bounty, the very best of what he has. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty exciting to me. But one thing you can be certain of in 2020, friends, is this. It's not going to be like 2019. And some of you might need to hear that today, and maybe that's a word for you, but next year is not going to be like this year. That the year you're about to walk into and the season that God is about to take you through is not going to be like anything has, had, has been before. 2019 is about to be over and 2020 is going to be a year of God doing something new in your life. He has so much in store for you. And that's why today is so important. I pray that anointing services at the end of each year in our church will always be so powerful because there's something powerful about declaring the goodness of God in the year ahead and also declaring that this is his year, that this 2020 has actually got nothing to do with me, but it's all about God leading me into 2020. So that's why we do this, but we call it anointing service because this is symbolic of what would happen in the Old Testament and is still talked about a lot in the New Testament as well. But anointing happened for three different reasons primarily. I'd love it if you could write these down. We'll probably have these on the screen as well. But there were three reasons the anointing of oil would happen in the Old Testament. Number one, kings would be anointed to lead. Prophets would be anointed to speak or to proclaim. So become God's mouthpiece or voice on the earth. And then the third reason was priests would be anointed to minister, to be in the priesthood, the order of priests to minister and do God's work in the tabernacle, the temple, and now today in the church. But it's powerful when we anoint because what would often happen with anointing is it would be a a preparation process for what's about to take place. Does that make sense? So there's something big that you're going to walk into in 2020. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk into anything big unless I have Holy Spirit's anointing on my life before I go into it. I want to be anointed before I step into my calling. I want to be anointed before I step into the very plans and the purposes that God has for me. It's powerful when we anoint before we go in. So kings would be anointed, prophets would be anointed to speak, priests would be anointed to minister. But they were all anointed to. That word to is in every single one for a reason because the Holy Spirit wants to anoint you for the work ahead to do something for God. See, I pray that 2020 wouldn't be a year for you where you just kind of, you just are, or you just be, but also that you would do something for God that there would be this fulfillment of a purpose and a plan that he has for you. That's why we need the Holy Spirit's anointing in our lives, to see something take place, to do and to go and do the will of God in our lives, to live out that God dream within us, to go and claim that spiritual inheritance that he has for us. And if you're in here today and you're already thinking, man, I wonder if this is like just an Old Testament thing and maybe not a Jesus thing, I'm so glad you're wondering. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. This is Jesus. He unrolls the scroll and is found in the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to. 
proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. When there's an anointing, there's always a to. Where you've been anointed, it's because you're anointed to do something, to go and claim something, to go and be a mouthpiece or be a voice for God. So three things happen when we're anointed. We're given power to do because you, you don't want to live out your, your calling. You don't want to go and try to do something great for God without the power of the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit because then it's a lifeless calling. You're not actually, there's no power in it. It's empty. It's powerless. It's like the batteries are dead. There's no power charge there. So with the anointing comes power. With the anointing comes provision. God will always provide for you as you fulfill your calling. He'll always um, provide for you. He'll always give you whatever you need to do what He's asked you to do for Him. Okay? So never get into a position where you start having that mindset where you're like, oh, if I'm going to go do this great thing for God, I'm going to end up with nothing. That's not how God works. He always graces you for what He calls you to. So He gives you provision and then... Something else that happens with anointing, he gives you protection. He protects you. And that's what happens when we commit our year to God. It's amazing how he puts a hedge around it. And we can just enter into it and do exactly what he's called us to do. So my three points today are kind of like three declarations. And I'd love it if we could all say these together because I believe these are powerful for next year. There's something powerful in declaring certain things over your life and saying there's power in our words, amen. There's power in our declaration, our confession of who we are. So number one, when it comes to the anointing for next year, number one, I am anointed to lead. Let's all say it together. I am anointed to lead. First Chronicles 29, this is when Solomon is anointed king. It says in verse 22, they ate and drank before the Lord on that day with great gladness. And they made Solomon, the son of David, the king, this... Uh, king the second time. And it says, they anointed him as prince for the Lord and Zadok as priest. Then Solomon at, sat at the throne of the Lord as king in, in place of David, his father. Look at what it says next. And he prospered and all Israel obeyed him. So he was anointed to lead, but then God prospered him. See, we as God's people, we're all anointed to lead in some area of our lives whether it's work, career, family, marriage, but we're all anointed to lead. So you're called, I'm called to a holy purpose. Paul said it to Timothy. He said, you're saved and you're called. There's actually a, an amazing, when it comes to Christianity, it's not just like we just, I mean, we, we can get saved and that's it, but God actually has something for us to do. Praise God. And what he's caused us to do and what he wants us to do is to lead and to rule in our lives. Ultimately, what are we ruling and what are we king over? Whatever God has for us to do. Proverbs 21 and verse 1, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord and he turns it wherever he will. I wonder if in 2020 you would be like that, be like a king in the hand of the Lord, just like a stream of water. He just directs you wherever he needs you to go. It's powerful, but we're called to a holy purpose. And in 2020, you're called to lead and to rule in your life. You're called to be the head and not the tail, to enter in, to rule the land that he's given you. You know, us as New Testament believers, it's not necessarily a physical promised land for us. I mean, I'd love it if there was, you know, milk and honey, that'd be awesome. 
Maybe some peanut M&Ms. But the promised land for us is not necessarily that physical land. It's actually a metaphor for the overcoming Christian life. That's what the promised land is for you and for me. And there is something in 2020 about your life, about you entering into that land, but entering into that land to lead and to rule and to reign in the land that God wants to give you, the the supernatural, the spiritual land. I want to prophesy the overcoming life for you in 2020. I want to prophesy that you'll overcome great challenges in 2020, that even if obstacles come your way, even if opposition comes at you, I'm praying that overcoming spirit will be greater in you and that you would be more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. See, I'm I'm praying and I'm believing for an awesome 2020 for you. See, we can get into church with a, yeah, let's believe for a great year for our church. But you know what that actually means? It means for individual people, that's what we're believing for. Because the church is what? Made up of people. We're all in this together. We're better together. So corporately, yes, we have vision. Yes, we have plans. But we as a church are believing for you to be anointed, to lead and to rule in life. So number one, I'm anointed to lead. Number two, I'm anointed to minister. Let's say it together. I'm anointed to minister. In Leviticus 8, verse 12, this is when priests were anointed. It says, He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's beard and anointed him to consecrate him. There's that word again. There's always a purpose to the anointing. There's always an action after the anointing. It was to set him apart. And you've been set apart to minister to the world around you. See, the priesthood of the believer. It's what our our faith is. is, It's a foundation of our faith. Is that we believe that, yes, there are people that are in vocational full-time ministry. And praise God that we have people that will step up and say, yeah, I'll I'll be in ministry. But we are all called to ministry. We are all called to be in the ministry. We are all called to reach the world and minister to the world around us. It's in 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter says it like this, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So he says it in verse 5, but then again in verse 9, it says, But you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What is ministry? Ministry is what we're all in. And if you're in here today and maybe you're a new, new believer, maybe you're a new Christian, someone that just recently gave your life to God and you maybe don't understand what that means, that's okay. Just stay on the journey. But you will get it eventually. You'll get this revelation from God. Man, I am anointed to minister to my world. I am anointed. God has put an anointing on me to minister to the people around me. Paul commissions the church in Ephesians 4 and verse 10. See, in verse 11, it says, He gave the apostles, the prophets, this is what Jesus did when he ascended. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers. But look at it, two. <laughs> this is that word again, two. Equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. You and me, we're in ministry. Ministry to, to minister to people in our world. You know, there's, there's hurting, dying people everywhere. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go. And I'm not trying to prophesy doom and gloom, but we just have to take one look. You just have to turn on the news 
And you can see there is hurting people all around us. And here's the truth this morning, friend, is you are called to be a minister in the world that you're in, in your workplace. You are called to be a minister. You are called to be a priest, someone that offers prayer for people, someone that's ready to pray maybe for someone or give it a word of encouragement or maybe a word of knowledge. But you are absolutely anointed in 2020. And this is what we're believing for this morning is that we're anointed to minister to the world around us next year. And it's my heart and it's Jill's heart. It's our heart as a church that we wouldn't just be people that when it comes to ministry, it's just us getting up here on a stage and ministering. No, but from Monday through Sunday that we would be a company of believers, that we would be a group of people that get excited about going into the world out there and being ministers to people that are hurting and that don't know Jesus and gathering around people. I love that, just, just that picture that you could be anywhere at any time and God needs you to step in and minister. God needs you to step in and pray. You might find yourself at the scene of an accident you might find yourself in a hospital room or in a workplace situation. Someone comes into work and they're thinking they're having a bad day, but what they're really doing is they're walking into you because you're a Christian. You love God. You're ready to pray for them. See, I'm anointed to minister everywhere I go in Jesus' name. But we need the Holy Spirit to equip us and help us and guide us to do it. So number one, I'm anointed to lead. Number two, I'm anointed to minister. Number three, I'm anointed to proclaim. Come on, let's all say it together. I'm anointed to proclaim. See, this is the speaking part. See, what were the prophets anointed to do? They were anointed to speak, to prophesy, to be God's voice, to be the mouthpiece that ushers in the Word of God, to speak to people. But this is, this is a bit that we can't miss. But you're anointed to proclaim. You're anointed to speak to talk about, to share the good news, to maybe share some of God's Word with people, but to proclaim. But there's something powerful about the confession of a believer. So you know when we say amen in church, it's powerful. See, saying amen isn't just something that sort of really works well just before you eat. My kids love the amen part when we say grace because they know they can start eating straight afterwards. But see, the thing about an amen is it's not a full stop, it's a comma. When we say amen, we're not just stopping right there. What we say when we say amen is we are declaring in our spirits that we, we believe we're going to see it. We believe that God is going to do what we just said. So when we pray according to the will of God and we say amen, we say, God, I believe that you're going to do this. See, amen, it's universal, but it means let it be so. Like, God, I believe you're going to do it. So when you say amen, it's powerful. And I'm anointed to proclaim. But Paul talks about the, the proclamation of amen in 2 Corinthians 1. He says, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. That is why through Him we utter our amen to God for His glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put His seal on us and given us His Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So when we amen, it's not just amen. It's powerful. When we amen, you know what we actually do is we partner in that moment with the Holy Spirit's work in our life. And I'm not 
sure I fully understand what that really means. But this is what I know is that's what the Word of God says. And that God, when I was saved, He's anointed me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And every time I say amen, I align myself with heaven. And all of a sudden, what I'm saying actually has power. And when I say amen over certain things, we pray for people to get healed. When we say amen, we are saying, Lord, let it be so. I believe it. And you can sit there and say, oh, let's just name it and claim it Christianity. It's not. This is the Word of God. I'm anointed to proclaim. And I'm anointed because God says I am. This is what Paul is telling the New Testament church. We're declaring partnership with the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. Today, when we anoint you, we're going to invite people to be anointed today. It's simply just putting a drop of oil on your forehead. It's got nothing to do with the oil. The power is not in the oil. The power is in the partnership with the Holy Spirit. It's a natural uh, thing that we're doing. We're partnering with the supernatural. And we're saying, Lord, we, we, this is symbolic. Today, mark this moment. We're believing this is powerful. We're believing you're going to show up. And there's something about faith, church. What does faith do? It pleases God. And when we pray, it sends the, the will of God into our lives. It's powerful. I love it. Let it be so. I believe I'll see it. I wonder what your dreams are for 2020. Maybe you're rolling into this year and it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know. It's been a crazy year. I've had so much going on. I haven't even got my head in 2020 yet. But can I just encourage you? Start praying. Asking God, what's the God dream? Lord, what have you got for me this year? What can I walk into this year? What's the season look like for me? Because here's the, yes, we work through dates and thank God for the calendar and we need calendars. But you know, as Christians, we work in seasons. There's actually a seasonal thing that we're in. So one season to a next, but there are seasons in next year. There is a season that you're walking into, but I wonder what season God's got for you. And as we dream about it, as we pray about it, there's something powerful about anointing it and saying, God, I'm giving it to you. Take it out of my hands. I put it in yours and I'm just going to be your vessel. I'm just going to be your channel. I'm just going to be the place and the way in which you work. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.